Right. Hello and welcome to the We Over Me podcast. This podcast is hosted by the Teammates National Office. My name is Faith Jackson and I'm part of the training and support team where my main focus is to focus on the mentees, figure out what kinds of support that they are needing and also what potential resources they may be needing. Here with me, I have Michelle Kentfield. Michelle, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Michelle and I am part of the program services team. My goal is to screen volunteer applications. And that just kind of falls right in line with what we're talking about today with the uh, safety and commitment to our students. Anyone who volunteers for teammates uh, has to go through the screening process. We ask that there is an application that's filled out, which can be found online at teammates.org. And once we get that application, we review it. And then we send out references, um, a survey, two references. So each applicant, we're asking for at least three references. And then each applicant also completes a background check. And those background checks are done not just with a volunteer for a mentee, but also a board member program or building coordinator, um, any anyone that is going to volunteer with teammates, we ask that they complete a background check. So question, Michelle, so why do you think we as a mentoring program conduct a background check? Well, we want to make sure that um, our kids are going to be safe and we want to promote as much safety as we possibly can. Absolutely. So when you're looking at references or getting the background check information back. So what kinds of red flags do you see? Um, if someone has something in their reference that um, sometimes it's more of a feeling. And I know that that gets kind of tricky, but um, we read through these and, and sometimes there might just be something that is worded um, a little questionably or when you're talking to a reference, they might say, you know, I wouldn't want them watching my child. Um, they're a good person. I just don't feel comfortable with them around kids. They may, and they know the person and they may not be able to, to put their finger on anything specific, but will just have that uncomfortable feeling. Um, when we have that, then you know, I'm going to get that information out to the program coordinator, to the training team, uh, so that when that person is going through training, then there can also be some more uh, feedback um, provided or, or um, you're able to, you know, more people are able to, to check this out. Because a background check could come back with absolutely nothing on it that, that's going to say, mm, no, they can't be a volunteer. So it's just important for us to to pay attention and listen to those those instincts that we have. Absolutely, I think of um, the extra sight, the extra pair of eyes that you mm -hmm. get um, with us trainers going in there, especially since we normally do co trainings together. So that's four extra eyes Absolutely. looking out for all those red flags, and I think that that just goes. Uh, to prioritize our safety that we have to our students and also to the legacy that Tom and Nancy created to bring in technically strangers mm -hmm. into a student's life. How do we know that that adult's gonna be safe? Yeah, absolutely. So that screening process is so important. 
Um, I know when, when I think of a red flag, um, I've seen them at recruitment events and also in training. Um, one that comes to mind is that we were talking about teammates and saying what it is, talking about the time commitment. Oh, you just go and meet a student weekly, once a week um, for about 25 minutes to an hour. And this um, potential mentor said, oh, I don't know if I can do that because I just travel a lot for work. And we're like, oh, like that, you know, like we get it. Like work is a commitment. We understand. Well, maybe right now is not the right time to be a teammate's mentor then. And Absolutely. that's completely okay because yeah. we're all at different points in our life where sometimes it might work out, but sometimes it might not. But looking for that screening and communicating that is so important. Absolutely. And that's something that people don't see behind the scenes. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I also think of safety in terms of training, not only screening, but then communicating the boundaries to all of the new mentors, to communicating it to building coordinators and program coordinators, board members, just making sure that everyone is in the know for what teammates policies are, because one potential mistake could be the end of the teammates organization. And when you think about that, that just kind of leaves a, a pit in my stomach where 31 years of Tom and Nancy, this awesome, simple idea of just giving a student an additional caring person in their life could just potentially be terminated. Right. Just thinking about the 10,000 students that have, that currently have a mentor that their matches would end. And so I think that I think about that when I think of terms of safety and screening, like how how are we going to continue Tom and Nancy's legacy and make right. this go for another 30 years? Right. Um, so when when sharing those boundaries, that's really important, too, because we get a lot of pushback, I think, on um, training specifically. But those boundaries are set in place for the students and our students are our main constituents. Exactly. So their safety is our main priority. Absolutely. And one of the best boundaries, I think, is the fact that being a school-based mentoring program, we're asking our mentors to see the student right there at the school. Mm -hmm. um, so again, safety-wise, we don't have to worry about that student going somewhere with a mentee or mentor. Um, they're not leaving the campus. They're just staying right there. So it, it can be private, but it's in a private public setting mm -hmm. so um that's a great thing about it as well absolutely I think too that when thinking about that mentoring relationship that it can be scary to get to know a stranger mm -hmm. so we do prepare our mentors as best as we can and our mentees um with skills and conversation starters um with starting to develop that relationship but also we let them know right off the bat that that person that you have, that your your potential role model, your potential promise keeper, and your potential uh, forever friend, that they are going to be confidential to you. So whatever you share toward your mentor, it will be kept safe. Unless obviously there is harm to self, harm to others, or harm by others. Right. And in that case, it is that mentor's responsibility? responsibility to report that instance. Absolutely. Now is. Are the reporting mandates the same in all states? That's a great question, Michelle. I'm glad that you asked that. So since we are in five states, it is different for each state. However, if you are a teammate's mentor, you are a mandatory reporter. So if you have an instance that you hear a case of potential harm or risk, it is then that mentor's responsibility to let the local program coordinator know. So then that local program 
program coordinator can then take that information and do what they need to do. Great. That's good information for people to have mm -hmm. because, um, yeah, being in the five different states, it, it can get a little tricky as to which state does what. Mm -hmm. so. Absolutely. Michelle, I know you're originally from Kansas. What is the Kansas state law? Uh, the person that um, is aware of the the incident, the situation is the one that has to make the report. So if I were the, if the student told me something, yes, I would be telling the coordinator, but it would be my responsibility to make that phone call then to the state agency. Absolutely. And then I think of the difference in Nebraska, where each adult in the state of Nebraska is a mandatory reporter. So that's so different how um, it contrasts in each state, which is very interesting. But um, I think that the fact that teammates policy says that a mentor is a mandatory reporter is putting the student's safety prioritized. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. definitely. And it keeps it consistent. Absolutely. That consistency is so important. Heard that teammates has a safety and ethics hotline number. Absolutely. We have a safety and ethics hotline that is manned 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That number is 1-888-788-7727. And if someone has a concern, um, about a, a situation there that safety or an ethical issue um, we encourage you to make that phone call and the person on the other end of that line is going to do everything they can to either guide you in the direction that you need to go or they will um, assist you in taking care of that situation that's great michelle can you repeat that number one more time so i can actually write it down absolutely it is one 888 seven. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you know, when I, when I think about the policies set in place, again, it goes back to our students, um, but who are our main constituents. So I think about how teammates has become a place for students to become involved, where that they can feel seen and they can feel heard and valued, that this is a safe place for them to feel appreciated and empowered and believed in and just put first. So when I think about that with what Tam, with what Tom and Nancy started with their priority to help students be the best version of themselves, I think that it, that 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 is so meaningful and empowering and just powerful in itself when thinking about the next core value of commitment to students. And that student feels that commitment by that volunteer, by their mentor. Um, in fact, just today, I was talking with a mentor who, when they had gone to the school to visit with their mentee, another mentee was waiting for their mentor. And as the kids were walking by, they were like, hey, do you want to come play outside with us? And the student said very loud and proud, no, I am waiting on my mentor. And that is just so heartwarming because, you know, these these kids are looking forward to that and they know that they have that person that has made that commitment mm -hmm. to be there for them. Absolutely. You know, when we look at research, it shows that um, mentees who have a mentor for less than six months actually does more detrimental damage than not having a mentor at all. And mm -hmm. when you think about that number, um, that's crazy because here 
they they think that they're gonna get someone and then they and that person just stops showing up. Yes. And so then I can only imagine how that student feels with thinking, oh, was something wrong with me? What did I do? Why doesn't my mentor want to meet with me? Mm-hmm. Is it something I did? I can just imagine all of those thoughts going through the student's mind when that mentor doesn't show up. So I think that's that's why it's so important that mentors and program coordinators and building coordinators and board members and even staff and other volunteers who are not recognized as often know that 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 is the main reason that we do what we do absolutely yeah it's well it's just amazing the things that um a student that has a mentor the things that they can gain from that relationship absolutely i think about not only the commitment to pair the student with the best mentor possible um, that has the same likes and interests and hobbies and life experiences or potential goals as them, but also to just let them feel, again, safe and give them what's best. And I know that we have a lot of staff who have a lot of things going on. They have a lot of stuff on their plate. And we acknowledge that. We know that you have an extra document that needs to be signed, or you need to upload extra details into Civicor, or you need to screen one more thing, or you need to make a phone call to a mentor, um, and you have a hundred other things that you have to do. But that commitment to students is what we do. It's what's required of the job to make sure that our students, that we're giving our students our best and our safest. Now, I'm going to circle back just a little bit because we were talking about with the the boundaries and such we talked about um, they meet on campus, but social media, that's a big deal right now um, for kids, for everybody is on some form of social media. And that is something that um, we discourage for our um, mentors and mentees to, to get involved in with together. It's okay to take a picture with your, with your mentee or your mentor, but you know, we want those kept private because again, that would come back to that sharing it out into the world and that's not being private then. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Again, it goes back to that confidentiality where we want to make sure that that student is staying safe and none of their identifying information is getting shared with the world because they're a minor. And also we want to make sure that that student knows that this program is safe. And if we're sharing that information, whether it's us at the national office or their mentor or their program coordinator, that they might not feel as safe. And also their parents then or guardians might not trust us as much as an organization anymore either. So that's really important to keep in mind when engaging with your mentee that, hey, I know that we're going to have fun together, but setting those boundaries really on really um, early on are crucial um, where we can talk, we can have fun, we can play games. We just can't make TikToks together. We can't make Facebook reels or Instagram reels. I know we want to. I know they're really fun, um, but we can do it together, just not on the same device. And we see that coming up a lot currently in training where a lot of mentors are asking those kinds of questions. And it's just thinking about how society is just shifting and changing and it's always going to be shifting and changing but how can we maintain that safety and commitment to Mm -hmm. students yes Mm -hmm. yeah like you said when we set that boundary early 
then it makes it so much easier for everybody in the long run. Absolutely. You know, funny that you say that, Michelle. So actually, um, a little bit of background. I was a mentee in high school. Um, I first joined teammates in, gosh, I'm not old, but um, I'm young. But <laughs> this makes me feel old. Um, I think I joined teammates in 2014. I was a sophomore in high school. Um, and so then... I got paired up with a mentor because I needed an additional caring person in my life. Um, so we were matched all the way through high school. Um, she saw me all the way to high school graduation, which was awesome. And then after high school, I pursued college. I got my bachelor's degree. And then I was paired with another mentor throughout my bachelor's degree. Um, her name was Jen. So we were matched together for four and a half years. And when I first met Jen, my very first time meeting her, you know, I just spilled everything about myself <laughs> and word vomited. And she's probably like, oh my gosh, I have a jabber mouth. Like, I'm not going to get a word in, but she was a jabber mouth too. So I can, you can only imagine what our conversations were like. But um, <laughs> during that first meeting, she said, you know what? I'm really excited to get to know you and build something meaningful here and help you graduate college. But I will not be your friend on Facebook. And I'm like, okay, cool. So you can be my friend on Instagram. You know, I'm an adult. I'm 18. She's like, nope, I will not be friends with you on any form of social media. And I'm like, okay, cool. And we never, ever broke that policy. And she said that the day, like the next day that I would graduate or whatever, um, that she would then friend me on Facebook. And that's exactly what happened. I waited four and a half years to be friends with my mentor on Facebook. And that's fine. Nice. <laughs> So she made a commitment to you to become your friend on Facebook after you graduated and followed through with that commitment. Exactly. When you think about that, it makes you feel good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. When I think about Jen, I think of, um, gosh, I, I just get like filled with like joy and like butterflies when I think of her because she just met me where I was at when I was a freshman in college and, you know, I wasn't probably in the best of places where I thought I was, but that was okay. You know, that was what I was going throughout the time. And so she met me where I was at and accepted me for that. And she just continued to walk through college with me. Um, not actually, I wish she would come and take the test <laughs> with me, but she did not. Um, dang it. Um, but she walked with me all the way up until college graduation. And, you know, I think about all the times that I would go into her office and I would say, Jen, I just want to quit. I don't want to do this anymore. Like I'm really struggling today. And I would just break down and cry. And she would just remind me of my why, you know, why are you doing this? What's your purpose? What do you want to accomplish? And she helps me always see the lightness, the lightness in the darkness. And I will forever be grateful for her for that because she always had a good way of just looking over the rainbow and seeing the gold pot, which is something that I could not always see all mm -hmm. the time. Um, but when I think about that commitment that she made to me and she still makes to me after graduating college, I've been graduating now for a year. I mean, it's, it's like speechless because she still cares. She's still there for me and she still wants what's best for me. So when you think about that commitment, I mean, it goes way past just we're going to meet every single day or excuse me, we are going to meet once a week <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to play Jenga or just talk or just draw. That commitment goes way further than just that. Thinking about how many years you could have with this, with this person 
I mean, that's just undescribable. I mean, so, well, not only is she committed to you, mm -hmm. but I hear your commitment to her. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. I couldn't have graduated college if it weren't for Jen. I couldn't, I wouldn't be the woman I am here today without Jen. I wouldn't potentially be involved with teammates if it weren't for Jen because she pushed me to go for it and try something new that I was scared of. So I think about all of the times that she helped me face my fears and how resilient I was because of her passion and her drive and her commitment to me. Now, Michelle, I know that you just started. <laughs> I did. So how is that going for well, you? It's going really well. I am actually matched with a freshman at the University of Nebraska. Um, so yes, you can have a mentee that is um, in college. Mm -hmm. That's with the Teammates Plus program. Shameless plus plug there for them. Um, but uh, yeah, we met in September. She is a busy girl. And so sometimes it's hard for us to find a time, but we always do. And I think that's just awesome. And I am so excited about to see the things that she is interested in and um, what she's wanting to do. And uh, in fact, she on a state level board now um, with one of her programs and she's considering doing this at the national level also. Uh, and I'm like, do it. You know, what, what's it going to hurt? It's not going to hurt a thing for you to, to at least, you know, put your name out there and give it a try. Um, if you get it great. And if you don't, you get another shot at it next year. Exactly. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's fun to, to watch and see what she's doing. And even in just a short amount of time, I have just, absolutely loved every moment of it and look forward to continuing to watch her grow and our relationship grow and I kind of hope that someday um, someone is talking with her and she says some of the nice things about me that you said about your mentor because that's so I mean I'm over here with tears kind of welling up in my eyes listening to you and so it's just awesome and um, but to 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 know that that someone made that kind of a spark in you and that relationship with you is so cool. Exactly. And to know that we all have that opportunity to do that through teammates um, is just, I don't know. It's one of the greatest things I've always been involved in working with kids, but it's just, it's different. It's different at teammates and, um, and I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I think that's awesome. And I know that you're definitely making a huge impact on her, just like she's making one on you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Very lucky. You know, a lot of times I think back on how I feel about my mentor. And so then I think when I think about that, I think about all the times on, did I tell her that I appreciate her? Did I thank her for all of that hard work that she did with me? I don't know if I thanked her that often. Um, I know I thanked her in my heart and I thank her every single day for the position I'm in. But did I physically thank her to her face and say, I am, I am who I am because of you and I appreciate you. Um, this makes me think of a story um, of a mentor and a mentee a few years ago. And they're kind of just walking the halls. They've been matched for a few years now. And uh, the little boy looks up to his mentor and he's like, wait, what's your name again? <laughs> and the mentor's like, Jay. 
my name is Jay, literally just one syllable, Jay. And he's like, oh, okay. And they just like continue walking on again. And I think that that speaks volumes on that mentors are there to focus on the students, that they're not there to just complain about what's going on in their lives and share their own drama and just trying to influence someone else on their own beliefs, but they are truly there for the student. And that goes back to that commitment of students where we have mentors that show up constantly, consistently, year after year. They're still involved in teammates for 30 years, which is awesome. But how often are the students actually thanking them for the work that they're putting in? How often are we recognizing them? You think that, you know, you show up and you focus on the student. You, you put them first. And I think that's great. But your student might not even know your name. And that's cool, though, because it just goes to show that that student is being put first. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great story. I am. Um, it kind of prompted me to think about um, one of our volunteers when they applied. One of the questions is, what do you hope to get out of this? Mm -hmm. And her response was along the lines of, I'm not really, I'm not looking to get anything out of this. I am doing this for a student. And I was like, well, that's just perfect. Because that is what, that's what we're here for is to, for those students to mm -hmm. help help bring them just a little bit more confidence, more support, someone else that that cares about them. Exactly. And I think that that is powerful in itself too, because we have students from all different backgrounds. We have lower socioeconomic statuses. We have higher socioeconomic statuses. We have two-parent households. We have foster care students. We have a variety of students. And some of those students are getting validation and comfort and love at home, but some aren't. But those ones that are getting that at home too, they still want to be involved in teammates, not just because they need an extra adult, but because they want one. one yes. And I think that that's cool, that that's what our organization speaks to. That is loud. And I love that because- Students, teammates is for all students. You don't have to have anything wrong with you. Right. We're not here to fix you. We're not here to change you. We just want to meet you where you're at and accept you for who you are. We're here to be there. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Faith, <laughs> I have absolutely enjoyed this time today. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, I mean, we we both are very passionate about teammates and, and I can so feel that coming from you and and I know that teammates is something that I could talk about for hours but I don't think that they probably want us to <laughs> so maybe um we should think about wrapping it up a little bit uh -huh. okay all right I mean if you want to hear me talk about teammates more teammate <laughs> but we do have some homework I, I we did we get this from Allison <laughs> Allison's giving us homework all the time so we're going to give you a little homework as well um, just some things to think about, but what are some ways that you recognize and prioritize safety in mentoring? And then the second thing is, can you point out any similarities or differences between your commitment to youth in mentoring and other commitments you have in your life? So if you want to share your thoughts on these, um, these two, um, 
statements. Uh, you can do that. You can uh, shoot us a, a message. Our Facebook page would actually be a really good place to, to put that in the comments there or messages through Facebook. Um, but again, that is what are some ways that you recognize and prioritize safety and mentoring? And can you point out any similarities or differences between your commitment to youth and mentoring and other commitments you have in your life? I think not only do we want to hear about your homework, but also tell your program coordinator, tell your board member, tell a mentor in your life also about those homework questions. Yeah. And also I leave you with two, thank someone, thank someone that helped you become who you are and guided you. Because even if it's as simple as just thank you for being there, they're, they're going to appreciate that. So I encourage you all to do that as well. Absolutely. Well. We hope that you have enjoyed our time as much as we have. And um, there are going to be more podcasts to come. What? So, yeah. <laughs> so be sure to to be on the lookout for those. And um, thank you all. Again, I'm Michelle with Program Services. And I'm Faith Jackson with the Training and Support Team. So please join us at the next We Over Me podcast. We can't wait for you to listen to us. Thank you so much for letting us spend some time with you. Have a great day. See you later. I'm just like imagining the bluebirds and I'm just, I won't be able to sleep tonight. I think Des Moines will like this one. Okay. Okay. Ready? Hands in. Family on three. Family on me. One, two, three. Family. Cut. Cut.